Hello, this is Patty Scalzo, welcoming you to Shir Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Fellowship of Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, and I are continuing our study on heavenly authority. In our previous broadcast, we studied Melchizedek, the king priest of Genesis. We saw how the Lord Jesus, as prophesied in Psalm 110, is a high priest in the order of Melchizedek, and we discussed how such a priesthood, based simply on the calling and life of an individual before his God, was superior to that based upon lineage or regulation, as in the Levitical priesthood. The writer of the epistle to the Hebrews makes this very clear. We'll continue our reading in Hebrews, in chapter 7, starting now at verse 11. If perfection could have been attained through the Levitical priesthood, for on the basis of it the law was given to the people. Why was there still need for another priest to come, one in the order of Melchizedek, not in the order of Aaron? For when there is a change of the priesthood, there must also be a change of the law. He of whom these things are said belonged to a different tribe, and no one from that tribe has ever served at the altar. For it is clear that our Lord descended from Judah, and in regard to that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. And what we have said is even more clear if another priest like Melchizedek appears, one who has become a priest not on the basis of a regulation as to his ancestry, but on the basis of the power of an indestructible life. For it is declared, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Notice the basis for the superior priesthood, the power of an indestructible life. In the Greek, an endless, permanent, indissoluble life. Unlike the Levitical priesthood which derived from a commission to an ancestor, Aaron, for a people called based on a blessing to an ancestor, Abraham, this priesthood, in the order of Melchizedek, was based on an individual life, without dependence on father or mother or genealogy. Melchizedek himself was a righteous king. Melchizedek himself was a king of peace and a priest of God Most High, who served his God and performed God's service in the blessing of Abraham. We know nothing else about him, and we need not know anything else. Here was an individual who served God and was in fellowship with him, and he stands out in sharp contrast to those in the regulated, lineal institution, many of whom may not have entered into the like faith and relationship of their forefathers. As it says in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 7, Melchizedek's priesthood was the greater, so much so that when the Messiah comes, his priesthood is in the order of Melchizedek. Patty, Melchizedek was a type of Jesus, and Jesus truly displayed the power of an indestructible life. His endless life could not be terminated even by death. The grave could not hold him and he serves as high priest at the right hand of the Father, not because of any human lineage or regulation, but because of who he is, the most special and unique life in all human history, who was always obedient unto the Father. And Greg, our study partners should notice something else. In speaking about Melchizedek, it says in Hebrews chapter 7, back at verse 3, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, 
remains a priest continually. Then in verse 8, when contrasting the tithes received by the Levites to the tithe Melchizedek received from Abraham, it says in the New International Version, in the one case, the tenth is collected by men who die, but in the other case, by him who is declared to be living. So there is something eternal also about the nature of Melchizedek's priesthood. That's right, Patty. Even as Psalm 110 verse 4 declares to Messiah, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek, which is saying then that Messiah's eternal priesthood would be like that of Melchizedek's. You see, since Melchizedek's priesthood was based on his relationship with God, it was, in a very real sense, eternal. And its message to us speaks of an eternal priesthood, just as Abraham's faith is an eternal faith. His service to God and Abraham's faith in God did not end when they died. It is part of them and part of their being. And even as their spirits and souls are alive with God now, their faith and service before God continue. Such is that which is based upon a living, real relationship with God. That is why it does not matter who Melchizedek's parents were, or when and how he died. He is simply priest of the Most High God. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 proclaims, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And a true communion with God, based on faith, hope, and love, lasts past life in this world into all eternity. And Melchizedek, who knew his God, ministers before God forever. He remains a priest continually. But those who were priests based on a regulation and an inheritance only, and not on the truth of their life in God, had their priesthood end at death. And there were even Levitical priests, like the sons of the high priest Eli, who walked away from the ways of the Lord and defiled the tabernacle. Hebrews chapter 7 goes on to say in verses 18 to 25, For on the one hand, there is an annulling of the former commandment because of its weakness and unprofitableness. For the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. And inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath, for they have become priests without an oath, but he with an oath by him who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Also, there were many priests, because they were prevented by death from continuing. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Greg, since the law made nothing perfect, and there was this need for the new and better covenant in the high priesthood of Jesus to provide salvation, someone might ask why the law and the Levitical institution was given by God to begin with. Patty, in the book of Galatians, we receive some detail as to the purpose of the law God gave Moses. In chapter 3, verses 23 to 24, we are told, But before faith came, we were kept under God by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore the law was our tutor, 
or child conductor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. And we'll speak more about this in programs to come. Also in Colossians chapter 2 verse 17 we are told that some of the regulations in the law were a shadow of things to come but the substance or reality is of Christ. Just as Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1 says that the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming not the realities themselves. For this reason it can never by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year make perfect those who draw near to worship. But Jesus by the sacrifice he made is able to save to the utmost those who come to God through him since he lives always to make intercession for them. Amen. And that brings us to an important point we must make. Remember we said in our last program how part of the priest's job in the Old Testament times was to stand before God as an intermediary between God and the people. The New Testament shouts clearly in 1 Timothy 2.5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6 declares, But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. So it is Jesus and Jesus only that stands before God for us. As Son of Man, He represents us to the Father. And as God the Son, He perfectly represents the Father to us. And we have communion with God through Him. We do not have to go through any other man or angel to get to God. Christ Jesus is the High Priest, the mediator between God and man and Him only. And we do not need any specially ordained person or priest or minister to stand between us and God, only Jesus. Actually, the book of Revelation teaches that all true believers in Jesus are made kings and priests to God through Him. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 says, And He has made us kings and priests to His God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Revelation chapter 5 verses 9 to 10 says likewise, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made them kings and priests to our God and they shall reign on the earth. And 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 says, You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Like Melchizedek, we become eternal king priests of God Most High, not based on our ancestry or institution, but based on a life of fellowship with God. And this personal individual relationship, which we have through faith in Jesus, is superior to any regulated religious institution or lineage or organization. It is the better way. For Hebrews chapter 7 verse 11 tells us that perfection could not be attained through the Levitical priesthood. And 719 says, For the law made nothing perfect, 
On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. And that brings us to the next important principle in our Heavenly Authority series, which we have been working towards. Inherited or systematic authority, based on regulations, is on its own poorly lacking. While God works through organizations and peoples, for a time establishing an institution or lineage, His preference is for individuals in eternal, direct relationships with Him. The Bible is a history of individual men and women called by God. An example of this is the Hall of Faith, which you can read about in Hebrews chapter 11. It is the most excellent way. We are called to be in direct fellowship with Him. As 1 John chapter 1 verse 3 teaches, Truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. There is no substitute. Perhaps there are some listening who have never known this fellowship. Maybe you've gone to a church and believe that simply belonging to that institution will save you, but it won't. You've never really come to know the Lord and assumed that that's something for the minister or the priest. But today the Lord is calling you. Let me encourage you to go directly to Jesus in prayer, in repentance, asking for his forgiveness and his help. Receive him today personally as your Savior and receive the power of his indestructible life, which will change your life forever. If you would like to write to us or feel led of the Lord to help support our church's outreach, our address is Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle's Sunday service is at 10 a.m. at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Join us next time for Shear Jashub.